Hey, you're listening to Silicon Valley Beat. This is Annie Gauss. Capping off quite a tumultuous time at Uber, the New York Times reported that Travis Kalanick is stepping down as CEO of the company. The move came after a revolt by investors, which culminated in a demand for Kalanick's resignation. Reportedly, five of the major investors in the company wrote a letter asking that he resign immediately, and he accepted. The letter was titled Moving Uber Forward, a reference to the numerous problems and scandals that have accelerated in recent months, notably sexual harassment scandals and other forms of ethical and legal impropriety. Now, the co-signatories on the letter included shareholders who altogether own more than a quarter of the company. Those are Benchmark Capital, First Round Capital, Lowercase Capital, Menlo Ventures, and Fidelity Investments, all of whom have obviously huge financial stakes in how the situation pans out. Kalanick reportedly agreed to step down within a few hours of getting this letter. In a statement, he wrote, I love Uber more than anything in the world, and at this difficult moment in my personal life, I have accepted the investor's request to step aside so that Uber can go back to building rather than be distracted with another fight. Kalanick also recently lost his mother in a boating accident, which was um, the difficult moment in his personal life reference. And days ago, he said that he would be taking an indefinite leave of absence as CEO, but apparently that was not enough to appease the shareholders who have also demanded that the, that the company's board be restructured to include more, quote, truly independent directors. Now, since Kalanick stepped back, um, the day-to-day management of the company has been handled by a team of 10 executives, and the company is also working to fill a number of top executive positions after this period of tumult and also high turnover. And although he's out as CEO, Kalanick will stay on the company's board. I'll keep you posted as we hear more. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. This is Silicon Valley Beat. If you're anything like yours truly, Google probably controls much of your digital life, from email to search and work to God knows what else. Well, now Google wants to help you find your next job. Google's getting involved in job listings more aggressively, which is a category that includes LinkedIn, Glassdoor, Indeed, and a whole host of others, but let's be honest, none of them are all that great. Google's solution is called Google for Jobs, and they're saying that machine learning is what sets this apart from other resources. Google Jobs will collect the listings from third-party sources like Monster, Glassdoor, and all the usual suspects. It filters for criteria like location and category, and then groups the positions together for candidates who do searches um, under what they call clear intent. The feature is live today, so you can test it, and you'll see that if you search for a job now, like administrative assistant in San Francisco, you'll see a new panel with condensed job listings that show up right in your search results. You could read more about what Google is doing with this on their blog, which I'll link to below. And the way it's presented, this feature is geared equally as much at employers who have trouble sourcing qualified candidates as job seekers. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more on technology that truly affects everyone, and I mean everyone, in the next segment, courtesy of a listener call-in. Once again, this is Annie for Silicon Valley Beat.
Hi, Annie. Thanks for leaving that call-in. It inspired me to return your call-in and say, hey, could you do some stories on maybe Aging 2.0? Um, if you caught part of my wave, you know that a third of Americans are over age 50, and that's only going to increase once the millennials hit that um, age point. So it's not only, it's a trend that's going yeah, that's going underground and most people don't realize it. So, yeah, that might be something for the Silicon Beat. Again, thanks for um, leaving that call in because now I'm going to start doing it. Have a great evening. Take care. Hey, Judy, thank you for calling in and for sharing that stat that a third of the U.S. population is over 50. I did not know that. And when I look at things from that perspective, I will most definitely be taking up your suggestion to give anti-aging tech a closer look. For the time being, this inspired me to take a quick glance at what's happening currently in terms of fighting aging in Silicon Valley. And right off the bat, the answer is a lot. You always hear about tech moguls like Larry Ellison and Peter Thiel or others trying to cheat death in some form or another, whether that's through biomedical research or some of the more far-fetched stuff like uploading your brains to immortal avatars and other things that I don't think are likely to happen anytime soon. But especially if we look at aging tech more broadly speaking, as technologies with the potential to help people live longer, healthier lives, there is a huge explosion in investment in this space. Some of it's still at the research level, and some of it is in the form of consumer products with that larger goal in mind. In 2016, for example, about $8 billion was invested in startups in the digital health category. Um, but a lot of the activity in health and wellness is being driven by some of the major tech companies who basically have all the money in the world to focus on health, disease, and aging, which, when you think about it, is really the one thing that basically everyone on the planet has a vested interest in. Now, the Alphabet slash Google universe is one great example of this, where big bucks are being dedicated to fighting disease. Verily is one division of Alphabet, and recently they got an $800 million investment from a Singapore firm, and of course, they're supported by their parent company too. Now, Verily is dedicated to life sciences and specifically understanding and preventing disease. They work on everything from surgical robotics to contact lenses that can measure glucose with diabetics in mind another condition that's affecting increasing numbers of people across the world. Also in the alphabet world, there's Calico, which is an independent company founded by Google in 2013. And back to your original point, Calico is specifically focused on combating aging and associated diseases. In fact, on their website, their goal is stated as, quote, tackling aging, one of life's greatest mysteries. And true to that spirit, Calico tends to be pretty secretive about what types of projects they're working on, but they have partnered with university research centers to develop experimental drug compounds and therapeutics that tackle aging. So I would say to anyone interested in this space, Calico is one to watch for sure. Other private companies that have gotten some high-profile backing from tech firms or their founders include Elysium, which sells a dietary supplement that it says 
can help with cellular detox and DNA repair. Another is Unity Biotechnologies, which got funding from Jeff Bezos, the CEO of of Amazon, and they say they can help clear non-productive cells, cells that lead to disease. I so wish I were a scientist who was capable of evaluating the merit of these technologies, but suffice it to say, there's a whole lot of action happening here. How much of this actually becomes useful to regular people, time will tell, but Judy, thanks again for the call-in, and I look forward to seeing where this all goes. As always, I love to hear your questions and suggestions for anything that's worth paying attention to in tech and business, so keep them coming and be, be sure to subscribe to the channel for more regular tech and business updates from Silicon Valley. Thanks for listening. This is Annie Gauss. Have a great day.